ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So when I was shopping for my first wedding, I remember taking my bridesmaids out. And as they put on different dresses that they could possibly wear, each one had to take a dress that was two sizes bigger. And I thought, this is ridiculous. Like, who made up this system where someone would have to put on an outfit that made them feel worse about their bodies? But isn't this really the case with so much of our clothes? I mean, I was so infuriated. I thought, I want to make a clothing company where, like, women's clothes actually feel good, except I have no design talent, and that's actually not really what I want to do. But I just want every woman to feel beautiful and to feel good in her own body. And that is what today's episode is all about. Today's episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast is all about how do we feel beautiful in our bodies? How do we actually find the clothing that will feel good for us? What's going on? And I'm going to introduce you to my special, amazing, incredible guest who became so passionate about this, frustrated and then passionate about it, that she actually has created a new business that is her purpose. So she launched her purpose based on this frustration and wanting women to feel beautiful about themselves. So let me introduce you to my amazing, incredible special guest, Elizabeth Olson. Elizabeth has been a professional photographer for over 10 years, taking photos from wedding photos to senior photographs of girls who, even though they're only 17 years old, still want to have Photoshop to remove what they see as flaws. She has her own story of how she looked at herself in clothing and underwear and said, this is ridiculous. We need all women to feel beautiful about themselves. So she took matters into her own hands and created Cheeks. Elizabeth is the founder of Cheeks, which is an incredible underwear company that's brand new that is all about you actually having the correct butt size. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about women's body image, and I am so excited to introduce you to a goddess herself. Elizabeth, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Yay! Thank you, Karen. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I am so excited that you are here too. And in all full disclosure, Elizabeth is someone that I've known for a few years. She's been coming to my Goddess Girls retreat, Mm -hmm. and so been watching you on this purpose journey, and here you are now with your company, and it's so exciting. And I'm just so proud of you. So congratulations on like taking the idea that you had and actually turning it into your business. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, It's been cool to have people on the journey with me. <laughs> mm, well, we are all so excited for you. So let's take a step back and let's talk about what is going on with body image and looks. I mean, let's start with you as a photographer. Yes. Right? You photograph women and girls, teenage girls all the time. Mm-hmm. And oh, what are you seeing? What's going on? So what I'm seeing, especially now with Instagram, it is just this crazy world of blowing all your imperfections away. You know, whether it's a filter, whether it's like blowing the light out and whether it's Photoshop, we just want to like hide every single imperfection. And these teenage girls are getting so good at like posing themselves in these like contorted ways to look completely different than what they actually look like. And it just seems to be getting worse. You know, there is this movement with women wanting to be natural, but there's also the complete opposite side of it, which is what I tend to see more in doing professional photography. Mm. And yeah, they just, you know, sometimes after you Photoshop the images, they still think they look fat or they still think that, you know, their skin isn't nice or whatever it is. And it breaks my heart when I put time and effort in thinking this will make them feel beautiful. If they see images where they think of themselves as beautiful, they'll feel great, but then they see them and they still don't feel beautiful. Mm. Mm. My heart is hurting because I know the feeling myself 
Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine at 17 feeling that way. And then something that's going on with these girls that we didn't have was all of this Photoshopping. Yes. Right? It was like we had a picture taken and it was what it was. <laughs> but now yeah. there's all these filters and literally you can take a picture of yourself on Instagram and it's not what you actually look like. And it's even made me had, um, have to bump up the amount of Photoshopping that I do because Ooh. they – prefer that look because there are filters that make their eyes slightly bigger and their lips slightly bigger and brings their cheekbones in and so they get used to seeing themselves like that because that's the filter they use on all their photos oh wow so then when I take a photograph they want to look as as they did on Instagram right yeah kind of as as fake and and it's like my heart is breaking and at the same time I know that I and probably all of us adult women are, are we really any different? I mean, I don't want you to take a picture no. of me and then change my <laughs> cheekbones, you know, but sometimes I look at a picture and I say, no, no, we're not going to post that. Right. <laughs> right? Or, yeah. no, no. <laughs> right. And so in your own life, I know you've had your own story with, with body image and looking at yourself. I'd love for you to share that. Yeah. So growing up, I was the tiny runt. I... Mm never felt very desired by boys because Hmm. I didn't have boobies and I was, you know, still in shopping in the girls section while all my friends were in the teen section getting to get all these clothes that were a little bit sexier and a little bit more fun. And I just, I always felt just undesirable and, Hmm. and not beautiful. And really just because of my size. Isn't that amazing? It's like, you know, for you, it was because you call yourself the runt. Yeah. And <laughs> the runt of the litter. <laughs> right. And, and then, you know, I have a client who was always tall and she would look at the girls of your height and be like, Oh, why can't I be like them? They're so cute. And everybody finds them adorable and everybody finds mm-hmm. them so, you know, and it's like, so we always look at what someone else has and we want that. And we think that there's something wrong with the way that we are. Mm-hmm. So true. It's, it's really an epidemic. You know, I was, you know, in order to prepare for our interview today, I was reading up and I saw that this is from a, a study done in 2011. So I know it's been a few years, but still, I, I would guess it's probably similar. 91% of women surveyed, and this is from nationaleatingdisorders.org, 91% of women surveyed on a college campus had attempted to control their weight through dieting. So 91% of all college girls have dieted. 75% of American women had said that they had had unhealthy thoughts, feelings, or behaviors related to their bodies or to food. 75%. Almost half of American children between first and third grade want to be thinner. And half of nine and 10-year-old girls are dieting. Yeah. This is an epidemic. It is. And I had shared with you earlier about how my daughter, who's seven years old, she's got this gymnast body. And so she's Mm. a very strong, tough little girl. And my son is the skinnier, scrawny one. And somewhere along the line, she decided that she was the fat one of the two when we had never even spoken those words to her. And at seven, she's already having these negative thoughts about herself. Mm. It's so heartbreaking. And we wonder, what, like, where do they get it from? Because, you know, you aren't talking about it in front of her. No. <laughs> and, right? And she somehow is picking that up. Mm-hmm. And here we are as adult women. And I'm curious, in your photography business, do you see the same with adults as you see with young girls, that they want the Photoshopping and want to look different? Yeah. And I, moms always want to hide behind their children. And I see it every time I go out, well, not every time, but a lot of times they put everyone in front of them. And I don't know if you've ever been with a group of girls and they're like, I'm not going in front. I'm not going in front for the picture. And everyone tries to scoot to the back. And then, you know, even after I, I Photoshop their images, a lot of times I've had moms say like, oh, well, we're not going to get that picture because I look fat in that one. And oh. like I already photoshopped you and you still think that you look that and it's heartbreaking. Right, right. You know, and one of the things I've noticed is that sometimes it's clothes themselves that just make us feel like crap. Mm-hmm. 
right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. is are the clothes reflecting how we feel about ourselves or do we just feel bad about ourselves and therefore clothes make us feel worse? But it seems like a lot of times mm-hmm. clothes, like I mentioned about the bridesmaids dresses, can just make us feel worse. And I don't know if Definitely. it's... Yeah, yeah. And if you've noticed that. Yeah. So for me personally, when I first had children, after they were born was the first time that I had to actually think about how something fit because I was that scrawny little runt. And so everything I put on looked great. Mm. And so then after having children and putting clothes on and realizing, oh, not everything's made for me anymore. Even though I'm buying it in the appropriate size now, it doesn't look the same. And that was when I really realized like I need to do something about this because the way I felt before having children, never having to think about it to then having Mm. to think about it and realizing that some women have thought about it their whole lives. And it just, I was like, that's not fair. I want to go back to how I felt before. Not that I necessarily want to change my body back to the way it was before but I don't want to feel the way that I feel now. Right. I totally, totally get that. So, you know, I think I have a luscious butt. Okay. I think I've got a really nice ass, but (laughs) what's that love? I said, you have a gorgeous booty. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And, and I've always thought it was a little big. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like the song, like, I like big butts. And I, can, I always <laughs> yeah. thought it was talking about me. Now, some women would look at me and say, that is not about you. But I have always thought, and I always thought that because my older brother, I've shared this, I think, before on the podcast, you know, he was a teenager when I was just, you know, starting to be a preteen. And I remember him telling me, like, what a girl's butt is supposed to look like. And so, you know, I would stand in the mirror and I would kind of move my my waist and my hips until it looked exactly like he said. And then I kept this image for a long time and I thought, oh, my butt is big. And, you know, it, 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 so that I could kind of fit what he had said. And honestly, yeah. I can't even remember if he said it's supposed to have a shelf or not supposed to have a shelf. But then as my mom took me out to buy bikinis. You know, and I wanted a bikini since the time I was like 11, right? (laughs) (laughs) Had nothing to hold it up, but I wanted a bikini. And I remember as I maybe was becoming, you know, 16, 17, a little bit older, the bottoms never fit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I need to order, like I would maybe get like a smaller medium on top and then I would need to get a large bottom. Mm-hmm. And I always felt embarrassed by underwear because I thought, you know, the bottoms never fit. Like they always are showing more than I want to show. And it just made me feel bad. Right. And so it's like, how many clothes are we all wearing that just make us feel terrible? Yeah, because no one's actually thinking about the construction of it and how it fits. Hmm. And that's what led you into this whole world of underwear, right? I mean, yes. and let's talk underwear. I, <laughs> yes. I think underwear is such an amazing, amazing, it's like so fun to talk about whoever talks about underwear, right? Yeah, it is. There's so many kinds. It's like there's endless things you could talk about. <laughs> right. And so, you know, so I've had this experience with looking at underwear and thinking, okay, I need to buy the large. And my body actually has changed as I've gotten older. Um, and and I don't even know anymore which size I am. But I definitely remember thinking, okay, my butt does not fit the rest of my body. Okay. And that I wanted to get a larger size because otherwise my underwear would just creep up on me. Yeah. Yep. You know, <laughs> and I think that's probably got to be common, right? I think that it's over half of women that deal with their underwear going up where they shouldn't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, is anyone else out there just getting a wedgie when they don't want one? Yes, they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was your experience that led you to actually create the underwear? I know what was your experience. Was it having to do with when you had your babies and then your underwear didn't fit? Or is that what just made you say, okay, I want to do something to make women feel more beautiful? Yeah. So it, there was a little bit of a process to it. So I'm as a woman, I'm prone to getting more yeast infections and fun things like that. And my doctor told me I shouldn't wear thongs anymore because it can actually increase the amount of bacteria that's like shared in that area of your body because it does, you know, wedge up in there. <laughs> okay. And, I didn't even yeah. know this. Wait. So, so thongs, and I don't have the science behind this guys, you know, I love to back everything up with science, but 
will go with Elizabeth's doctor, mm-hmm. said that thongs help to contribute to yeast infections. Or you take just because the fabric ends up going right into your bum. <laughs> and then the bacteria can actually travel across the fabric. Oh, so, that's so that makes so much sense. Yeah. So okay. that was when I realized, well, I shouldn't really be wearing them all the time. And then when I switched to wearing regular, like brief underwear was when I started having issues because before it was just already, already stuck in my butt (laughs) (laughs) on purpose. You're wearing a thong, you know, it's going to go up your butt, but if you're wearing briefs, then you don't expect them to go up your butt. Right. And it's much more uncomfortable. Uh, So I was like, well, if I have to wear these, I'm going to make them fit better. And then especially after I had children, it got even worse. So it got worse in which way? It kept riding the up, fit. coming down? Yeah, the fit. Yeah. They, they rode up on me. And on the flip side, there are women who deal with them slipping down too. Which Say I, more know. About, I don't know what you mean. Like it, that's not my issue. Like actually <laughs> falling off your body, like as you're walking. I've really? Had a, I've had a couple different girls tell me stories now about that. Like one girl was wearing her jeans and they were slipping down and she had like the ripped jeans and mm-hmm. she saw them in one of the like holes on her thigh. She saw her underwear because they had slipped down. So oh my gosh! <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I, I also like you had never experienced this issue, but so girls with little booties have the opposite problem that we do." Got it. So our underwear is not fitting because we're luscious and round, mm-hmm. and then it's <laughs> it's riding up, and then for some women. Their booty is petite, and so yeah. the underwear, it's like its the butt is not fully grabbing the underwear. Right, right. There's too much weight of fabric in the back, and so they slide down. Oh, this is so interesting. And that that all makes us feel like crap, doesn't it? Yes. Not only something fitting poorly, but just being uncomfortable in general. Right. If you're uncomfortable, right. you don't feel beautiful. That is so true. You know, you and I, we had this experience at a recent Goddess Girls retreat where we were talking about our nipples, Mm -hmm. right? And all of the things that make us, you know, this underwear conversation is making me think of all all of the media that's out there and all of the clothing that's out there that just make us feel terrible about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know I have felt terrible about my breasts because I'm about to share something really big that I've never shared on the Purpose Girl podcast (laughs) or anywhere, but I actually have inverted nipples. And before you worry that that means I have cancer, I don't. I've had them since I was a little girl. This is like normal for me. Mm -hmm. Um, If they suddenly go inverted, then you need to be concerned um, because that could be an indication, but not for Mm -hmm. me. This is just how my breasts are. And I didn't think anything of it because of the way that I grew up. Until I started being with men. And then after my divorce, so when I was in my, you know, mid late 20s, then I remember, you know, people starting to say, you know, what's going on with your breasts? Because they look different. And I remember here was this part of me that I used to love. I used to really mm-hmm. love my breasts and felt so amazing about them. And then all of a sudden I heard something's wrong with them. And I, I'm in a totally different place now, and I, I love them again. <laughs> I think I have very luscious, beautiful breasts. <laughs> but whenever we hear something in this underwear conversation about the underwear slipping down or the underwear, you know, becoming a wedgie, it's making me think of that situation with my breasts too. Because th- then I'm thinking of all the bras that I've worn that where there's, you know, part of my boob is kind of sticking out. Yeah. You know, it's not <laughs> holding it up. Like, what yeah. is up with the undergarments? You know yeah. what I mean? They really were never made thinking about people like women's actual curves. They kind of just were like, it's, you know, we'll do one inch and two inch and three inch instead of actually thinking about the dimensions of our bodies. Wow. Wow. It's, that's actually sad. It makes me a little sad that no one's thinking. And then we wonder why we feel bad about our bodies and we think that our body has to look a certain way. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and and likewise with your story, um, when we were talking about breasts, I had brought up the fact that I didn't like mine either. And it was because of a cosmopolitan 
article from when I was in high school that went through and documented all the different kinds of nipples that there were. Mm. And as a high schooler who had never shared her boobs with anyone. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You're like, I'm being a good girl. No one's seen my boobies. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Realizing that, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with them before anyone's ever even seen them. Mm. And so one of the categories was braille nipples. So like you kind of have bumps on your nipples. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so yucky after I read that and just like from then on being nervous to have anyone see them but I too I like mine now (laughs) yes baby yes you know it's so it's so interesting it's like if if we as young girls and young women and adult women maybe could just be given one magazine that shows us all the different ways that breasts can look all mm-hmm. the different ways that butts are, all the different ways that, you know, your vulva looks, like all yes. the different ways, maybe we would start to feel better about ourselves because we would realize that our bodies are normal. And I did make a conscious decision about a year ago to follow a lot of accounts of women with different body types because I realized that I myself was judgmental towards other women because of like what I had been taught as a preteen and high schooler. Mm. And I wanted to change that narrative for me. So I started following them. And it really has made a huge difference. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, it's so interesting. I, I also grew up with a lot of stereotypes about beauty in mm-hmm. my family, and a lot of judgment about different different images of what's beautiful and what's not beautiful. And sometimes I, I've thought that my family were what I call lookists. You know, there's like sexist and then there's, you know, and, you know, my, my dad would pride himself that we were all good looking. And, mm-hmm. you know, then I found myself in high school and I was a leader in my youth group. And, you know, all the girls were all different sizes. And I could hear this like voice in my head of what my family had taught me. And then I got to college and I led sorority rush for the entire university. So 1000 girls coming through. And I found every single one of them adorable and Mm -hmm. amazing. And so could like hear my parents voice, hear the family voice, but start to shift things of what I felt and what I believed. And then, you know, as I've become an adult and do this work in the world, like, I I swear, I was at an event recently with 900 women and we were all naked. Now, it wasn't an orgy. It wasn't sexual. (laughs) It was a a love of our bodies. It was like a celebration that I can be free. I can stand here naked in a non-sexual way and be free to be myself. And it was actually really glorious and freeing. And... I swear, every woman, every body type, every color, every, you name it, every nationality was so beautiful. And I'm like, holy cow, we've gotten this all wrong about what beauty is. And I'm looking Mm -hmm. at women with like curves and wow, so beautiful. And, you know, women would remind me of paintings that you go see in a museum and delicious curves. And, you know, I'm thinking, I want to be curvier, you know. So it's like (laughs) we, we have created such a tragedy, I think of what beauty is when beauty is exactly who you are. Yes. It is that like a joyful smile on someone's Mm. face. Like if a woman that is confident and happy is beautiful. Mm. I love that. A woman who is confident and happy is beautiful. I feel like we have to put like (laughs) a picture frame around that and just remember it, remember it, remember it. And we all need to like put that sticky note. You know, I'm a big fan of the sticky notes up on the wall or on the mirror, right? (laughs) Like a woman who is confident and happy is beautiful. So when we think about that there are all these different kinds of breasts and all these different kinds of shapes of booties, And then we look at the underwear market and there's Mm -hmm. nothing out there. And so, so you decide, I mean, you, you made this your purpose in life. Yes. My mission has always been to make women feel beautiful from the time I started my photography studio up until Mm -hmm. now. And the amount of women that I can reach with photography is pretty limited. Mm. And when I found something that could help me, I wanted to share it with the rest of the women of the world. (laughs) 
I love this so much. It's, you know, I often say about purpose, people think, is my purpose to be a photographer or is it to be an underwear designer? And it's like, the answer is yes, all of the above, Mm -hmm. because your purpose is not any one job title. Your purpose is the verb or verbs to help women feel beautiful about themselves. Yes. And then you do that in multiple ways. Yes. And sometimes it's just giving a, a girl a compliment when she's walking down the street. You know, we we think things in our head like, oh, her dress is cute or, oh, I like, mm. you know, whatever it is. And we don't speak it. Yeah. So I try to always make a point of actually saying it out loud when I run into these girls because it really does boost their confidence. Yes. Yes. A compliment a day. Mm. That's my theory. One compliment. Challenge yourself one compliment every single day. That's and there's good. so much, there's so much to compliment in the world. Yeah. So when you really start looking for it, it's endless. Oh my gosh, you'll easily be able to find one, if not three or five, Mm -hmm. easily. And then, of course, you have to be a little vulnerable in sharing it. Right, because some people aren't, they are um, nervous to get a compliment. Right, Right. (laughs) like, oh, me, no, no, no. Right. So you you took, you know, for you, you had the babies, Mm -hmm. and then underwear wasn't fitting. You wanted to go back and feel as good as you did beforehand. Mm -hmm. You started to, you know, you could no longer wear the thongs because of the yeast infections. And so how did you come to create Cheeks? Let's talk about what do Cheeks do for a woman's butt? Sure. So what they do is they fit you in the correct way based on what your actual body proportions are. So we have three different butt sizes per traditional size. And we also go from extra small all the way to 5X because I wasn't leaving any ladies out. (laughs) Yes, no woman left behind. Okay, I love this. I love this. And so if you can get that correct fit, you get rid of a lot of those issues, whether it's that they slip down or they creep up. Or for some women, it's that they actually pull the front of your underwear down. Hmm. And so they create that front wedgie that's extra uncomfortable (laughs) oh my god that sounds so uncomfortable so I'm so sorry out there if that's if that's what you go through because that sounds so uncomfortable so three different sizes so let's say Mm -hmm. a woman is normally a large Mm -hmm. and then would she look and she would say oh how does she know which of those three sizes so there's a size chart that you can use and you can use a you know a, a measuring tape and and figure out what you actually are I know a lot of women have anxiety when it comes to seeing numbers or actually, you know, putting that tape around your waist. So you can kind of go based off of what your issues are too. So if you know mm. that you are a large and your underwear slip down, you'll probably want to stay with a large size, but then just get the one with less fabric. Okay. Got it. Got it. And like someone like me, it, it doesn't quite cover all the way down to the crease, right? Yes. That crease. That's that like is. kind of where my butt stops and my thigh begins. Yep. Yep. That's where you want them to be. That's like the sweet spot. You okay. Wanna... So then I would want a little extra material. You'll want extra if you want it to fit. Yep. Okay. So you order it that way. Yep. So cool. So in all of those sizes, you do it those three ways. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, you didn't even know manufacturing, did you? No. I had a okay. sewing in home ec class in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So did you make your first pair of cheeks yourself from your seventh I grade sewing? I did not. I I knew I didn't know enough about it to make it fit correctly. I could maybe make a pair, but it's going to be worse than what you could buy at the store. <laughs> so that was not going to help. So, seventh grade home ec yeah. teacher. At, sorry. <laughs> I can make a really, really nice pillow. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So what I started doing was just Googling pattern makers and seamstresses and trying to figure out, like, who do I partner up with to help me bring this to life? Mm. And it seemed really sketchy out there. I wasn't really able to find, like, someone that, like, their job was to make patterns for underwear. And Mm. so it took me probably six months, and then I found that there are a couple very pretty small companies in the U.S. that help designers that are starting out. And so they have the ability to source the fabric and to make the patterns. And they have a 
all of the digital software to make everything and because you need special packs put together to send to manufacturers. Wow. And you need to have a bit of a name for yourself to even have manufacturers return a call. Okay. So these these organizations, they have the name. Yes. This is so good. So any of you out there, so so the episode, you know, is about your body image. And I love that we talked about that. But now I love that we're talking about how to actually make a dream come true. So right. any of you out there that you've been like, oh, I have an idea. I want to be on Shark Tank. I, you know, <laughs> you, you have the most brilliant thing because some issue keeps happening for you and you want to create it. You know, how often do we say in our brains, oh, I don't know how to do that. It's too hard. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I? Did you have any of that, Elizabeth? Um, I didn't think I couldn't do it. Yes, my girl. <laughs> I just felt like this is taking a really long time and mm. I don't understand why I can't find somebody to help me. Um, so okay. I got frustrated but never completely lost hope. Okay, that's amazing because I know for myself when I first wanted to do this work in the world, I it took me a while to realize I actually could. And then I hear from a lot of women who want to create a product like you have that, you know, it's just too hard or they don't know how. And what I'm hearing from you is you just get to the Google and you start researching. Right. It's amazing what you can do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really, it is so much easier to make your dreams come true. Uh, and I, I don't want to say like I was always filled with confidence. You know, there were times where I did feel like a bit of an imposter you know, I know nothing about clothing. I know nothing about the fashion industry, but I think I can do this. And so there were times where I was like, well, like, am I sort of fooling myself? Hmm. But at the same time was like, well, I don't know. People do it every day. <laughs> I love that so much. I'm getting like excited. <laughs> yes. Right. It's like someone today, right now in this moment, someone is pursuing a dream. So it may as well be you, right? right. Someone is, is inventing something or creating something or calling a manufacturer or calling a local organization that helps entrepreneurs. Like someone is doing that. So mm-hmm. it may as well be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, so you start doing this research. You find this organization that helps like start up clothing manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And then did you work with them on design? You explained your concept. Yeah, and if, of course it kind of uh, evolved over time to what it is now. Um, but the biggest thing that I needed was to get women sizes to make sure that I was making sizes that women needed. Mm. And it was really hard in my town to get women that were willing to do that. I did send out like an anonymous um, survey monkey to get some information from from people that I knew, um, but I couldn't just like stop down at the mall and ask people if I could measure them. <laughs> and <Right>. so <laughs> most women are like, uh, no. <laughs> right. And so what I did find is that a lot of women who are losing weight post their measurements on Instagram. And oh, so I went through and just started compiling all this data of all these women's different sizes. And it was actually better because it was across the entire United States. Right. Probably across the world. And maybe even the world. Yeah. Right. Right. This is so great. Right. So again, a lesson for all of us in how to actually pursue a dream, how to create a business. What I'm hearing is you came up against a roadblock Mm -hmm. because women didn't want you, women at the mall didn't want you to measure their thighs. (laughs) And rather than just saying, oh, I can't, it's, I can't do it, right? Rather than the I can't, your brain started thinking of how can I mm-hmm. and what else is possible and how else could I get the same information? And then you found another way. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is, this is like, this is even more than I thought we would talk about, Elizabeth. This is, <laughs> I knew we were going to talk about body image and, and I'm so thrilled to, and I'm so thrilled to talk about a woman creating and living her purpose and how you did it. And sometimes it is just really, really small steps. Sometimes mm. it feels like you're not moving, but then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, no, no, no. I have been doing things. I have been getting somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You really, really have. 
you know, I've been watching you the last couple of days because you launched your Kickstarter yes. campaign. I mean, so excited for you. So amazing, right? So I have two questions. So one, for the people out there who want to start a business, how do they do Kickstarter? That's a question. The other thing I'm so um, I just want to applaud you on is as I've been watching you the last few days and really over the last few years, I'm seeing now that you already had photos of Cheeks. I'm seeing that you had a whole marketing campaign. Like it may seem to you like this has taken forever, but I'm seeing now, oh, there's been all, you've been doing this stuff all along and you have so many assets now to put out there. Right. And it is just like taking those little steps day by day, you know, working on one video that explains what they are mm-hmm. for a couple months. And then, you know, it might be working with another photographer to get some images. And, but yeah, it is baby steps and um, it's not free either. <laughs> and so, <laughs> right. and so Have having you been investing to, a lot of your own money into this? Yes. I had one gorgeous, amazing friend that invested a little bit with me and, oh. and then the rest of it's been on my own. And so, you know, working with a, a company that has these experts in clothing and fashion and everything, it it was a significant investment. And so it was just like building up money over time to be able to do the next thing and the next thing. Mm-hmm. And they were really nice about just letting me put things on hold until I did have the money to do it. I love this. You know, one thing that, you know, for people to realize about you and starting your purpose-based business is that you have a job and you have two kids yes. <laughs> and you're a, you know, uh, you're a wife and a partner, right? So it, it's like the little step by little step, like you said, one video or one photograph, you know, one paragraph for your website, mm-hmm. each of those steps you can do while you are still employed with someone else, still doing whatever you're doing while you are a mom, while you have whatever responsibilities you have. And those steps eventually add up. Yes. And, you know, for moms, it is that you're going to lose a little sleep because you don't want to lose the moments with your children when they're awake. Mm. And so you do stay up late working on Mm. things because that's when you have the quiet time Mm. to do it. But it's worth it in the end. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. You do still have to take care of yourself. I Maybe a year and a half ago, I kind of realized like that I was pushing myself too hard to the point where I wasn't functioning well and I had mm. to regroup mm. and be like, it's okay if this takes longer than I want it to. Yeah. Because you don't, when you start a business or an idea for a business, you don't have to draw a line in the sand. So many people say like, you have to decide when you're going to do it or you won't do it, but you need to give yourself some grace to get there. Oh, wow. That's really beautiful. And in giving yourself that grace, you're here where you now have launched your underwear line. Right. <laughs> it, it this is come. so, it's amazing. It's amazing. So if anyone out there has ever wanted to do a Kickstarter, how do they do that? The Kickstarter process wasn't that difficult. Um, you are going to want to have a video that's decently put together. So find someone that knows how to do it. Um, put together a good script, have people read over it, make sure that it flows well, make sure that it's engaging. Um, you know, it might be you getting used to even being on camera. Right. That was something I had to get used to. I'm the photographer. I'm never in it. Hmm. And so you have to get used to seeing yourself on there too. Um, but so getting that put together, cause that's the first thing that people are going to click on when they go to your profile. Hmm. And so you want it to be engaging. Um, there is a it didn't take too long for me, but they said it can take a few days to get approved to launch your your Kickstarter. So don't think if you have a deadline of when you're going to do it, don't do it like five minutes before you plan on launching it because you need time <laughs> for them to to decide whether or not it's a usable product. They mm. They look at what it is, like whether you've done any work. If it's only an idea, you might not get approved. Um, if they feel like it's something that is completely unattainable. Um, and I believe it can't be used for charity. Mm. So it has mm. to actually be like a product, something that they're getting. It's not just donate money to me and you get nothing in return. 
they have to get something out of it. Got it. Got it. This is so interesting. I had no idea how any of this, any of this works. So (laughs) thank you for, for explaining that. So I had the pleasure of wearing your underwear the other day. And (laughs) (laughs) okay, I have to say this was, you know, a a bucket list item. I didn't even realize I had as a bucket list until I wore Elizabeth's underwear and she photographed me and I got to be an underwear model. It was so much fun. You have to put that in your bio now. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. You are so right. I'm going to add an underwear model, Cheeks (laughs) underwear model specifically. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, it was... One of these things, it was so much fun. And I think part of the joy for me has been to see you bring something to fruition. And then, you know, I didn't know how any of the pictures would turn out, but you happened to send Mm -hmm. me the pictures today. And there were some pictures where I was walking away and you took pictures of my butt. Yeah. And I have to say, Elizabeth, that is the first time I have ever seen my butt in a picture and said, wow, my butt looks amazing. Yay. That's like all I want. (laughs) That is the first time. And I'm hoping you didn't Photoshop it, but that that is just... I didn't Photoshop anything. Oh my goodness. You know what it is. We were talking about not doing that, how I want to do it. Yeah, I don't want my stuff Photoshopped. Yeah. Uh, You know what it is? It is that the bottom, the tushy of the Mm -hmm. underwear came down where it was supposed to. Because Mm -hmm. in every other picture where it comes up too high, it looks like I have four butts, you know, like my butt has a butt. Yes. And so it coming all the way down, actually, I like seriously want to like put this on my wall. I hope you all don't think I'm totally narcissistic. (laughs) I just am like, hallelujah. I really, you know, love it. And so that really made a big difference. Yeah, it it shows exactly what the shape of your butt is instead of cutting it off in weird ways. So you actually get to see what the real shape of your butt is. Oh my God. And I will tell you all, I think it's really cute. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say it. I don't care if you call me a bragger or you think I'm, you know, whatever. I'm going to say it because that is what we want. We want every woman to feel amazing about her own body as is. Exactly. So good. So good. Okay, so anyone who's hearing this and and you're like, okay, I want to check out these underwear. Elizabeth, how do people get these underwear right now? So the Kickstarter is live right now, and I'm guessing you're going to have a link up. Otherwise, you can go to um, Cheeks Official is the Instagram. It's cheeks.com. It's Cheeks on Facebook. And everywhere I have a link to bring you back to the Kickstarter. You can also just search Cheeks in Kickstarter's like search engine that they have as well. And then okay, you have we, the- we do. We have all those links in the show notes. And the Kickstarter, what's fun about it, I, I already participated, is that when you contribute to the Kickstarter, you're, you're buying a pair of underwear. You are. It's one yeah. of the ways. Okay, yep. right. So one of the ways you get a pair of underwear, a pair of Cheeks underwear um, contributing. So it's it's not like you're only contributing, you're also getting, it's, it's getting your first pair of underwear. This yeah. is so exciting. So Elizabeth, when a woman wears your underwear, have you, have you had other women say like I did yes. when they put these on? Yes. Yeah, and what do you so notice? What was important for me was to make sure that it worked for women of different ages and different sizes. And so I gave some to a relative of mine and, um, I was just checking up with her the other day to see how she was liking them. You get nervous when it's like something you're very passionate about and you want other people to love it as much as you do. And when you have to ask for that feedback and that little bit of like nervousness, like, are they going to like it? Are they not going to like, is it going to be good feedback? Um, You get a little nervous. But so when I asked her how, how they were, she said, oh my gosh, they're my favorite pair. And she's like, I have them on right now. Mm. (laughs) And so she like spun around and um, she said, they're the first pair that I put on when they come out of the dryer. Oh, I love that. I love that. They're going to be my first pair too, because they actually cover my bum. And that is a whole new thing. (laughs) That is a whole, (laughs) whole new thing. And I have to tell you, Elizabeth, it's like, A, I love that. I love that someone out there actually is thinking about creating underwear that fit women. Yes. B, someone thinking about women actually loving their bodies instead of feeling badly about their bodies when they wear undergarments. C, I love that it's you. I love that it's (laughs) you. And I love that you, you know, witnessing you 
over the last few years coming on the Goddess Girls Retreats, and here you are really launching your purpose and just showing all of us that it is possible one step at a time. Yes. Like for me, I lived in a very small world growing up and we were never, it wasn't that we weren't supposed to have dreams. It was just impractical. And the fact that I am here it, as a small child, it was never anything I ever dreamt of doing. Hmm. Well, you're doing a beautiful job. I have to tell you that. Thank you. Helping women feel beautiful in all ways Thank through your you. camera through the underwear, I know with your daughter, and I'm, I know with me and the other goddesses, your sisters and the retreats, like I see you do it all the time. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Thank you. Wow. Wow. There's a so, reason I come. You like lift me up, girl. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I received that. Mm -hmm. I received that. Thank you. Yay. So, okay. Elizabeth, you've listened to the Purpose Girl podcast, so you know that I like to do something called the Purpose Power Play Round with all of my guests. Mm -hmm. And it's very quick. I'm going to ask you a couple of very random questions, and whatever okay. is the first thing that comes to your mind is the right answer. Okay. Does that sound good? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So you just brought up when you were a little girl, you didn't expect this at all. So when you were a little girl, what did you want to be? A nurse for babies. Oh. Isn't that what every little girl wants to <laughs> Uh, no, I no. wanted to be a cheerleader, but I love oh. your vision. That is so sweet. <laughs> I, well, I, hospitals are huge where I am, and so it was kind of a natural thing to think about. And my mom was a nurse, and so, yeah, nurse for babies. Wow. Wow, that's really sweet. It just shows your heart. Mm -hmm. It really shows your heart, and it's like – you're not now a nurse for babies, but it, there's, I feel like that sentiment of just caring and loving for others is, is the same. Yeah. Yeah. I have always wanted the people around me to feel good. Mm. Question number two, five years from now, what's one thing you would love to see be true about you in your life? I want what I do to be more than underwear. I want it mm. to be actually changing women's lives. That's oh. what I want to do. Oh my God, I just got chills. <laughs> oh my God, I just got chills. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's such a, right? That's it, is we always think that the purpose is the underwear and it's not bigger, right, changing just, women's lives. It's like yeah. cheeks can, you can go in so many directions where you, are just helping women feel beautiful in a million ways. And I don't know if it's going to be a TV show or a podcast or multiple products or who knows what, but that's so Well, there's beautiful. definitely swimsuit bottoms in the future. Oh, thank the goodness <laughs> Lord, because I have the same issue with swimsuits. Okay, this yeah. is so good. <laughs> okay, last question. You ready? Okay, yes. What's one thing that you want every woman to know? That it is their soul that defines them, not anything else. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So beautiful and so true. This, so I true. just see so many women that don't share themselves with the world because of their insecurities. And you know, some of them are close friends of mine, and they mm -hmm. could do so much if they weren't so scared. Wow. If we just would love ourselves and realize that our beauty is our soul. Yeah. We could do so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot lately about the kind of sacred sins that have been passed down to women. And one of them is making us think that we should be filled with self-doubt and self-hatred. Mm -hmm. I love it. No, focus on your soul instead. So beautiful. Well, Elizabeth, you have shed a light on so much for us. Thank you for talking about the nitty gritty, the thing that our mamas told us to never talk about, which is our underwear. <laughs> don't talk about them. Don't show them. Right. Amen. And no, mm -mm, I want to show the pictures that you took of me because I just loved being an underwear model. Show so, um, and I want all of you to, to fulfill your own bucket dream. And if it's underwear modeling, then, then amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so appreciative to you because we need to have these conversations about body and loving our body and wearing clothes that actually make us feel good. And I'm so appreciative to you that you saw a situation, you saw an issue that was making women feel bad about themselves and you took it into your own hands. And like the goddess you are, you did something about it. And I'm so grateful. 
Well, thank you, Karen, for having me here. I knew that you were the perfect person to talk to about this and that, you know, you have an awesome audience that is wanting to do the same work that we're doing. And so it was just like the perfect place to share. Yay. It is. It is. And I'm so excited for you. Good luck with your launch. Congratulations. And everyone, if you want your butt to actually fit into your underwear, (laughs) check out Cheeks. We have all of the links in our show notes. And it is so amazing to support a purpose girl who is going for her dream. So you get to support a purpose girl and you get your underwear that fit you at the same time. To all of you out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. It has been so much fun to have this conversation. If you like this episode, and we hope that you did, please, please, please go on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite listen app is and rate us five stars. Leave one sentence. It takes you literally 60 seconds. Leave one sentence about why you love the Purpose Girl Podcast Every time you do, that helps more and more women around the world find our podcast, find our community, and join us. That said, if you have not yet joined our Facebook community, what are you waiting for? Every day, my team and I post messages that are inspiring, questions to help you think about your week, help you get on purpose. I do Facebook Lives every other week. It is time to join the free Facebook community, Purpose Girls colon, the Women's Happiness Network. Of course, you can find me over on Instagram, follow kind of what I'm doing in life and my own thoughts and my own challenges and overcoming them. Follow me on Instagram and of course on Facebook at Coach Karen Rockhind. If you have not yet gotten your free Living on Purpose guide or your free 50 happiness tips, go on over to PurposeGirl.com right now and you can get them. The most important thing you can do is to share this podcast with every woman that you know and love, every woman that you know is struggling with her body, or every woman that you know who has a dream of starting a business because Elizabeth did it, I did it, they can do it too, and we all can and do deserve to love our bodies. You sharing this podcast is how we are all changing the world one woman at a time. With that, we hope that you live purposefully, that you love yourself, and you love life. Bye for now.